Welcome back to the Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on once again with Cheezo. Now, the carnage has continued, community. We've got a few big outs again this week to help me talk through all of the team news. I've got Pistol, mate. How are you, champion? I was feeling great a couple of hours ago, but then after the team <laughs> news, I, I was I was just so disappointed having that. It, it's just, it hurts a lot having these primos on your bench. Um, and then you're so excited for when they come back and you get to take those rookies off your field and you put the primos on and you're like, oh, I'm going to do so much better this week. But I had two primos out last week with Canelio and Crouch and then I've got three out this week. So it's it's getting worse, Chizo. Yeah, I'm like that with you. I've got um, Zach Williams, Matt Crouch and Paddy Dangefield all on the bench. But uh, hopefully not out for too long for a couple of those pistols. It's a little bit concerning. Another thing that's concerning, mate, is the uh, the growing trend of uh, you know the votes that have been coming in um, to try and replace me with uh, Paparino underscore DRSE. <laughs> yes, no, uh, your, your dog was definitely the highlight of the, the Monday <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Didn't even say a word and it's just replaced me like that. No, give the people what they want, Cheezo. <laughs> There's been a lot of calls for for him to have his own Twitter account, but I don't think that's that's going to occur. Uh, hey, mate, we do have some housekeeping to go through. As promised on the Monday podcast, because we have um, hit the 100 patron count pistol, we are going to do a little bit of a giveaway. We do have uh, a little a little prize that we're going to do pistol. We've got our own our little Doctor Supercoach podcast uh, beer coolers that we have now. They don't have to have beer in them, Pistol. You can drink any sort of beverage that fits into them, but the, uh, <laughs> a nice Great Northern does go down um, in them quite well. Uh, and we've run and won that race, and it was Jared, J-R-G, you are the winner of the beer cooler, so we'll get in touch with you and send it along your way. Yes. Uh, so congratulations for that. Congrats, J-R-G. Yeah, and uh, there's been a few up and arms in the, the Slack channel pistol that they can't buy their own, but uh, we've got to keep a little bit of prestige about them. That's it. You've got you to earn these things. Uh, they don't grow on trees <laughs> or whatever the saying is. <laughs> yeah, l- lucky for some, you don't have to earn them through uh, Supercoach Nouse. Uh, just uh, being a patron gets you entered into the draw, which is lucky for some. Uh, we do have a few more sign-ups. Pistol, we've got Blackie. We've got uh, our second uh, um, Blackie, Aaron Black in the uh, the Slack channel. It's a bit confusing. They've had to uh, have uh, very, very different display pictures so we can tell them apart, Pistol. Well, when I did the call-out for Steve's in the first um, episode when we just released Patreon, I should have called out for the... Aaron Blacks, because that's been just more. <laughs> that's been more beneficial at this point in time. So yeah, if, you, if your name is Aaron Black, uh, join the Patreon. You're the stats wizard. What's the what's the percentage chance of that that occurring? Uh, um, that specific combination. I'm not sure. Uh, but we also got Tom Hardy, uh, Michael, and Bruce Walker all have joined onto the uh, in the Slack channel and started getting amongst it. So it's great to have you guys on. Uh, Pistol. We'll get straight into the teams because we do have a little bit to talk about. I'll let you take off uh, the Friday game, singers. It's your mob against the Swans. Uh, it is Swans versus Pies, and there's big ins on the Swans side with Buddy coming back in, as does uh, JPK. Out goes Zach Jones and Robottom, who never could get a real shot um, playing in that midfield uh, for the Swans. On the Collingwood side, we've got Majdin in as a defender. Wells comes in, and out goes Varka with that suspension, and Tom Langdon, who has sustained that injury. Chizo, is there... I know we're going to jump into captaincy options, but is there sure. a better... VC in recent years than than Brody Grundy. Nope, he's just your perma VC. He's the titch of 2019. He he has all the early games every week, which is why we wanted him at the beginning of the season. 
but it's so great when he just does well at the beginning of the rounds, and then you have it like you don't have to stress like at, at it, all. It's just one thing that you don't have to worry about, yeah. is it? Like you can just and, and we've talked about. Um, his consistency before uh, he had a, a few uh, games that we you know you would consider down he started with only 81 and and everyone was kind of up in the air but since then he hasn't gone um, below the ton and he's just racking up uh, you know every time he he hits 100 he's pretty much going 130 140 and above so uh, it's just what you love to see and uh, a bubble boy Rupert Wills is named on ball I wouldn't quite suggest jumping on him at that 166k price don't forget we have Taylor Adams who just failed the fitness test this week but is hopeful for next week um, to play and he might uh, replace Rupert Wills we also have um, Dugowie who's not on the side and he has to come in for someone not quite a straight swap but look it's a very competitive pie side so um some of those less experienced players are probably going to be the ones that are first out. It's very nice of uh, Taylor Adams to post on Twitter to let us know that he, he'd failed that fitness tester. I just wish there was a few more that came out and did that so we didn't have to worry about teams coming up. Like, we well, get that advanced knowledge. Yeah, it was great. He's just like, yeah, I'm not going to get up this week. Didn't, you know, didn't quite make it through the, the fitness test. And I'm like, that is awesome. I, I, why can't, like, Canelio say that during the week? Being like, yep. I, uh, I passed, so I'm good to go this week. I will definitely play. Or, yep, I, I didn't pass, so if I'm names, just don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good if that if uh, they actually did that. Uh, those that traded in James Rowbottom last week for the one week, cont- uh, you know, uh, thinking that he would replace Josh B. Kennedy as that inside midfielder, um, it was good in theory, Pistol, but uh, sh- hopefully it didn't catch too many people out. Yeah, he just didn't get the game. I, I think he will be back, though. Like, it's it doesn't seem quite fair to play him three games in the forward line when he's playing as a you know clearance specialist in the the knee four. Surely, at some stage when their season, some would say their season's already over. But you know, closer to the the end of the season, I think at least he'll he'll get a couple more games. Yeah, he's hoping. Great to see Buddy back as well. Pistol, it's a little bit of a, a sneaky option to consider down the line if you've got uh, you know your hat in the ring for a little bit of a, a risky Lance Franklin towards the end of the year. But he's, he has dropped 110k, no. Pistol. He's only 435. No. When's the last time you could pick him up that cheap? No, you can't You can't go near him with his injury history. I think maybe if you're playing for like a weekly prize, I think that's probably the only scenario in which I would pick Buddy, you know, line him up when he's got an easy opposition, maybe whack the VC on him and hope you get that vintage 10-goal Buddy. But um, I think it's, uh, yeah, he's not one for overall or league play um, now in this time of his career. Um, how about You, you take could a do s- worse than an F6 that has no. a 100-plus potential, mate. Hey, F7, you VC'd him twice last year for 170 scores. Yeah, we'll, we'll go... As an F7, but I wouldn't do it this year anyway. It's big no cheese, though. Let's, let's get on to the next game. All right, next one we've got Hawks and the Power. A few changes on either side. James Frawley and Chad Wingard finally coming back. I actually forgot he was still in the AFL. Uh, Dylan Moore is omitted and Ben McAvoy is injured, which is going to let uh, Segler be their number one ruck. On the Power side, we have Tom Jonas, Robbie Gray and Peter Adams coming in as Scott Lysett, Joe Attlee and Joel Garner go out. And a, a few people going early on both those boys, their pistol, I believe you were one of them. <laughs> I didn't go early on, on both of them. <laughs> um, yes, I, as you heard my midfield conundrums last week, I was mm-hmm. had five midfielders out last week, um, which was too many. 
so using some DPP magic and two trades, I was able to jump on a rookie to save myself a donut. That was Atley. He played decently, got dropped. Hopefully he comes back in the coming weeks. Don't really have that high hopes, but we'll, we'll see how they go. <laughs> it is interesting to see that they're so desperate to keep Paddy Ryder as a full forward. They've brought in Latums um, to replace Lysett, even though Ryder is still on the side. But if you look at the Hawks side, when they lost Big Boy, they didn't bring in a, a backup ruck. So they're just happy going in with that one ruck. So I wish Power would just do the same because um, they're, I, they're I, so tall. I think the thing with Paddy Ryder is that they're really concerned about him making it through the entire year if he's playing at at, at R1. Um, so I think this is more of a you know preservation mode as we're coming up to the buys and you know if he gets over a few of these niggles and things that he has at the present time, um, you might see it in the future. But I think this just signals um, Port Power's intentions of the way they're going to use Paddy Ryder this year. Um, it, in reference to uh, Joe Atley, I believe you've uh, made a statement regarding your potential for donations this year. <laughs> you picked up on that in the Slack chat, actually. But yes, yeah. I did say if he doesn't come back uh, before the end of the buyers that I will donate uh, for dumb things. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can get JB to, to copy me um, with, with that pledge. There wasn't a whole lot you could do. You had five out. You had to trade in someone. He was just a warm body. And even for that one week, he got you through. Oh, yeah. They got me through, got me some money for an upgrade. <laughs> I can't say I'm too happy about it because obviously he was dropped. But, I mean, I wouldn't even say in hindsight that there was a better player because if I if I had chosen, I guess, the best of a bad bunch in Robbie Young, um, this week I would have a zero. So it doesn't really help. Hey. Yeah. So basically, it's worked out in every possible way. Hey, uh, another thing we should mention is Tom Rockliffe was uh, doing non-contact at the main training today. Um, haven't heard much more than that, but just something to look out for, particularly with uh, Rocky's tendency to uh, disappear for weeks with uh, injuries and things like that. So just a, <laughs> just something to mention. I we did will trade move him in last week, Chizo. So that, that yeah, does make I'm me feel really great right now. Out there. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. that. I appreciate that. I've had a good day of had a good day of scaring uh, coaches. Oh I did a, a a good Photoshop with uh, the you know Sam Wright being out with a, an ankle injury for three to four weeks. Just did a little text edit and put Paddy Dangerfield on there and freaked a few in the Slack channel. That was pretty good. Not just the Slack channel. I uh, did tell a couple of my work colleagues, and we were all panicking for about two hours. So thank you very much uh, for that spreading was that. Very very clever. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. Uh, take us through the Bulldogs in North Melbourne. Uh, on the Bulldog side, in comes Bailey Dale, Tim English, Patrick. Pinsky, Bailey Williams, and out goes Gowers, Fletcher Roberts, Will Hayes, uh, Lockie Young. On the north side, you have Luke Davies and Yaki in. Out goes Taylor Garner. Chizo, Josh Dunkley named on ball. Obviously, it doesn't mean he's going to play there, but I feel like this is the week. He's definitely going to play as a midfielder, right? Well, I'll counter your, your bishop to e5. I'm going to put... Tom Liberatore in the centre. Now, we know for a fact in 2019, Bevo does not play Dunkley and Liber in the centre bounce at the same time. They, they're either one's forward and one's in the midfield, and they just switch roles depending which week it is. Yeah, but the experimental midfielder, Billy Gowers, when they just play him in the midfield for no apparent reason, is out. So maybe <laughs> maybe Dunkley is the full-time mid. Um, speaking of full-time mids, Jay-Z... Jack Zeeble has been on a tear lately, um, been playing heavy midfield minutes. Um, is he kind of a sneaky POD, or is this something we've just seen before, Purple Patch, and he's not really worth uh, considering? 
Purple patch, and we've seen the absolute best and worst of Jack Zebel over his career. He's not a, a spring chicken, so to speak. We've we've got enough body of work to believe that this is just going to be a small burst. Now, I think it was Patch on Twitter, correct me if I'm wrong there, Pistol said he, he doesn't have a long enough barge pole to touch that. Yes. Um, so uh, <laughs> I, I definitely second that. I wouldn't be going near Jack Zebel uh, anytime soon. Uh, disappointing to see Will, Ho- Will Hayes omitted, but not surprising considering his last few weeks. Um, and the, the emergencies are quite young on the Bulldog side. <laughs> I do like what you see there. There is uh, Lockie and Lewis Young as the emergencies on the Bulldog side. But the emergencies on the Kangaroo side is what intrigues me. <laughs> Bailey Scott is named as an emergency. So I'm hoping that you know North Melbourne are chopping and changing their side uh, so often that if Bailey Scott is named as an emergency, maybe good signs, Chizo, that he could uh, sneak his way back into the side before the buys. Well, he's hoping, mate, because if he like he's it's it's a strange feeling when he's selected as an emergency, uh, and he you know you have to put your big E, your big purple emergency button on him in your supercoach side. Because right now <laughs> he's my uh, he's my M nine uh, only thing keeping me from having a uh, you know a donor if I have a laid out. I'm, I'm depending too. on him. Me yeah, too. It's, it's a it's a certainly a scary proposition. Uh, the Crows and the Eagles should be a good game. Adelaide Oval Saturday afternoon. Wayne Miller comes in and Bryce Gibbs goes out. Bryce Gibbs just such a you know terrible footballer. I just I wouldn't want to trade a couple first round picks for him. Uh, on the Eagles side is Luke, uh, Will Schofield, Jake Waterman, and Jackson Nelson. Out goes Lewis Jetta with suspension. Daniel Venables and Tom Hickey both injured. This one should be a good game pistol uh, I, I don't really know what to make with uh, Adelaide this year they kind of have their their ups and downs they the ones you expect them to win they uh, they go down the ones you expect them to you know maybe not shine so much they they not only win but win convincingly yeah this game's going to be interesting um, Matt Crouch is obviously out which means that there's I guess less midfield support and then you've got what you would expect to be the Hutchings tag onto Sloan as well. So um, Brad Crouch is going to have to shoulder a heavy load in this midfield if you know Adelaide want to get over the line. But I think this this might possibly be a um, match of the round um, in my eyes, Chizo. So really interested to see this one. Even the ruck battle is interesting. You've got Nathan Vardy by himself, given Hickey's out, versus Riley O'Brien. Um, unfortunately, I've traded out Riley O'Brien this week because uh, it's saving me a donut again. Um, but Chizo... Rob probably has about 30k more to make if you manage to hold him until his buy. But if you're facing some, I guess, struggles uh, this week to avoid donuts, uh, would you have any issue at all trading him, let's say, to, um, well, we'll talk about him later, but talk, trading him to um, Robbie Young um, via that Binds DPP? Well, I think that our hand is forced in quite a lot of situations. And if he's a way that you can get in a rookie um, in the you know the forward line to cover the likes of Darcy Moore or, or Danger, I think you know you just have to pull the trigger. His break even is basically back bang on his average, um, but a couple ups and downs in there means that you're going to find he's going to eke out a little bit more cash before he gets to the buy. But he's basically topped out right now. Like I'd have absolutely no dramas um, with cashing him in at this stage. It's um, a bit of a changing of the guard as well. Their pistol when you look at the emergencies on the uh, the crow side, you got Riley Knight, Josh Jenkins, Bryce Gibbs, and Paul Seedsman. Four players that you usually expect to be in their best twenty-two, just riding the pine. Yeah, that's exactly it. And then you see their team. They've got obviously Chase Jones, Galucci. Um, 
uh, you know, amongst a, a handful of just, I guess, newer players to that Adelaide side. And it's, uh, yeah, I guess an exciting time for Crows. Jeez, I just did want to add um, Robbie Young, obviously, has just played that one game. And if we saw what happened when you jump on players early um, with Atley last week. But for people that think uh, we're crazy, they're... I can't say there's many options uh, to choose from, Chizo. Uh, we might stumble across a couple of them as we go through the rest of the teams. But yes, the options are slim and uh, one of them plays Carlton. So you would hope that uh, as a goal kicking forward, they might manage to... They might do all right. They might do okay. Talk to me... Yeah, just before we move on, talk to me about the inclusion of Wayne Miller. Do you think that's going to affect um, our backline premiums in the likes of uh, maybe a Brody Smith or a, a Rory Laird? No, that's a good pickup, Chizo. I would. I'm very interested to see what happens to Rory Led because I personally don't think that there was much. Co- like I don't think the reason Led started slowly was because of Miller. Um, I, I guess there was a really small sample size that may have leaned towards that being the case, but I think it was too small of a sample size to see. And I don't think Adelaide started playing their best football as well. I feel like they're now heating up. And we'll really be able to see what effect Miller has on lead scoring um, over the next couple of weeks. And we'll be able to get a, a good sense of it um, so that potentially, if you don't own lead, you could you could pick him up at his buy. But I am worried for Brody Smith as well in the same vein as Rory Led because we don't quite know who's going to affect who and you know what how that will you know affect our teams. Sure. All right, next game, the Gold Coast Suns and the Geelong Cats, mate. Take it away. Well, out goes Sam Collins, and in comes Chris Burgess. So for those that manage to just hold on to the big man, um, probably for that useful DPP swing, get some reprieve this week with him named at fullback uh, to replace Collins. So not as a forward, which is different than where he was oh, playing. He's actually made cash as well. I thought I'd be able to pick him up for 135k this week if I was short a spot. No, he's 172k. So <laughs> when did he make that? Did I miss that? Yeah, you, that four, you missed that very small amount of money that he made. Um, <laughs> but good news for owners that he's not playing as a forward against Geelong because I imagine the ball won't really go there. So uh, the fact that he's playing at fullback, I think, increases his scoring potential. So. Great timing, and with Collins out, I think it's indefinitely as well, Chizo, um, at this point in time. So Burgess might have very good job security, assuming he puts in an okay performance. So, um, yeah, that's certainly something to watch. Well, it's it's interesting to know that Chris Burgess was playing primarily as a defender in previous seasons. He obviously has that DPP for a reason, but he's primarily as a a defender, so you probably find a, a little bit more freedom down back that he will enjoy. Well, yeah, well, I hope so, and for his sake as well. On the <laughs> Geelong side, in comes Atkins, <laughs> Stanley, and Parsons. Out goes Dangerfield, Chizo, as well as Constable mm. and Ryan Abbott. Um, so, Chizo, Dangerfield is out. We are assuming it's for a week and not for your fake three to four it, weeks that you've uh, it, it's, put into it's the universe. It's all theatre, mate. It's all theatre. We know he's going to be a late in because <laughs> cats are going to are going to take him along, and he's just going to be a late in, and it'll be fine. It's not even an emergency. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to the cats. They just do what they want. Team <laughs> sheets. Pay the. Ca- I'll do fine. what we want. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. They probably won't even I, bring him to Gold Coast, but still put him as a late in, and then as a late, late, late out, and then just bring in Constable anyway. Yeah, Constable will come back in. That, that that's exactly what we're expecting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances uh, that Constable comes in as a late in this week again? 
I know. We, we really need to get some statistics on the most late ins uh, in, in a season for one particular player because he, he's definitely leading the pack so far this year. It's insane. Um, with Danger's ankle, as far as we know, it's a one week. That's what it's been mooted as for, you know, basically since he's had the injury. Um, I wouldn't expect it to be two. By now, we would know um, if he had done his syndesmosis, which we can assume that he hasn't. Um, so it's just going to be a bit of a niggle. Um, ankles are really frustrating to come back from because um, even though they're structurally sound, like you just get strange pains through it when you're trying to do a lot of load through there so a lot of running is probably going to be quite difficult so I I wouldn't be surprised to see him named next week but I also wouldn't be surprised if he's spending 70-30 forward because of it because um, of just those factors there. Uh, interesting to see Darcy Fort getting another game uh, Pistol he he's been a bit of a, a butt of my jokes for a while but uh, after a ton I just have to assume he's a, a good cash cow now <laughs> Well, let's see how he goes this week. Uh, great opponent <laughs> to try and put a back-to-back ton on the board. Obviously, he's holding out uh, Radigalia, who is listed as an emergency, Chizo. Yeah. Um, so he was just managed last week. I, I assume that they're giving Darcy Ford another game after um, playing so well last week. Yeah, he, but that's that's the right word. He absolutely dominated uh, last week. And Josh Corbett, after we... Uh, um, have said that he's got the best consistency in the game. Is uh, going to put up another fifty nine this week, uh, Pistol, just to just to firm that standard deviation even better. I think owners would be happy with a fifty nine against the Cats um, this week, <laughs> Chiso. So yeah, yeah let's I'd... let's see how that one goes down. Yeah, how about Tim Kelly uh, to game, get though? Tim Kelly to get more midfield time with Danger out. Well, you would assume. I mean, he's been playing full midfield anyway I don't know how much mm. more midfield time he can get yeah I guess uh, I'm more saying that he was spending a little bit more outside as well like he's getting a lot of ball fed to him maybe he gets to get in the clinches a bit more that's because he usually he's getting the ball himself but when he just turns yeah. off for a quarter I mean they, they can afford to be in cruise control but he, he's True. getting the it's he'll also get interesting the ball. that you lose it's interesting you lose Dangerfield and then choose not to keep Constable in seeing as they're they're almost a um, play a similar kind of role, but <laughs> yeah, uh, that's just me. They both kick multiple goals a game and get like twenty-seven touches. You know, that's right. It's the same thing. That's right. One, one uh, we, we've got Dream Team Richmond and Essendon at the MCG Pistol Dream Team. Uh, I'll, yeah, Dream Time. Dream oh, Time. <laughs> oh my god, the lesser fantasy sport game. Donate yes. for donate for dumb things. Uh, <laughs> Ins, we have Daniel Rioli, Callum Coleman-Jones coming in for his debut. Out goes Ivan Soldo and Kane Lambert. In on the Eston side, we have Jaden Laverde and Sean McKernan with Joe Danaher out and Mark Bagley omitted. Danaher out for the season pistol. Not good for the Bombers. Uh, I doubt anyone has him in their supercoach sides. And um, CCJ has been named as the, uh, the R1 for the Tigers as, uh, in his debut game. Yeah, that's huge. Um, up against big Sean McKernan on the team sheet. Uh, so that's interesting. <laughs> the battle of the big boys. Oh, yes, you can say that again. I guess Tom, Tom Bellchamber, as you would assume, <laughs> would actually be uh, playing in the ruck. But I'm more interested to see how Bolter goes this week. Uh, on my field this week, I'm, I'm, the last time I put Bolter on my field, he scored 12. So <laughs> I'm really nervous. But At least it's excited. not by choice. So you've got that to fall back on. Yes, no, it is, it is definitely not by choice. Um, maybe I should <laughs> jinx him again where I said it's not like he's going to get more than 40 anyway. Um, so please now get more than 40. I think that's how this works. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. 
Uh, going to be a, a very interesting game. Uh, both of these sides don't have a huge amount of supercoach relevance this year. I, I guess the the Tigers do have a few um, rookies that have been going on um, this year, but they're, they're all kind of topping out and kind of they both they all had a, a bit of a down week last week. Pistol, um, I've already talked about my uh, um, my fears when I saw Baker on at negative one, but to come back and have a, a mid fifty score uh, just shows his scoring potential when he does get into it. So um, uh, hopefully they can bounce back this week, uh, but not a whole lot more to talk about. I would definitely be holding my Richmond players throughout the buyer. They have the best job security out of all of the rookies that we've had, and we, we can see now how desperate we are for good rookies and rookies that will actually play, um, so we don't have any of these at least situations. So if you can manage to hold them through the buy, they've got that last buy round, and then you just trade them out round 14, and life's perfect. Uh, that's definitely what I would be doing if I had them. Yeah, you've heard it here first. Make sure you hold on to Noah Bolter. He's uh, a, a dead set gun in the forward line. Oh, no. uh, take take us through the next game, Melbourne and the Giants. Uh, we've got the extended interchanges, but uh, Jordan Lewis, Spargo, Braden Proust, Sam Wiedemann, Corey Wagner comes in. Out goes Alex Nilbulling. On the Giants' side, Cornelio, Haitley, Cumming, Dawson, Simpson. Don't know why I said his first name. And Keith <laughs> come in and out goes Zach William Chiso. Zach William, the big news of the game. They said it's one week, possibly two, kind of feeling like they're leaning towards two weeks out, Chiso. What do we do with Zach Williams? Well, it's GWS, so he's confirmed to be out until after their buy. So <laughs> that's, that, that's a month-long hammy. Just get rid of him. Oh, God. But uh, on a more serious note... Well, I hope I actually don't know if that was the, the, the real note or the joking note. I'm not sure. <laughs> Geez, it'd be really easy just to go Williams to Whitfield this week if you had the luxury. But uh, I will be holding primarily out of necessity because of all the other chaos that's been going on. Um, I've always had this feeling, Pistol, that for those that had him this year, he gets knocks every single week and it just feels like he's at so much more risk of missing a week from um, you know a long term standpoint it may not be the last time that he's he's going to miss a game this season so if you're on the side that trade out if they're out for two weeks I'd have no dramas with that um, again if you're a more of aggressive trader again uh, Pistol I think um, you'd also be on that I am for the fact that I can't trade him out this week based on the donuts that I need to cover. If I'm already holding him for one week, I'm going to try and hold him for for one more and then reassess from there because um, he's he's got the potential to go really big. We saw him have 75 points from you know just under half game time or about half game time uh, last week. I think it was 34 or 35 percent. You know, so uh, he's definitely come into a really nice vein of form and has that scoring potential. So you don't really want to drop him, but I can understand from an injury perspective um, and more of an aggressive trading perspective that it should be um, a pretty easy decision for those those coaches that see along those lines. Yeah, I mean that makes sense to me, Chiso. I, I as well am in the position where I will get donuts if I do trade him, so I am forced to hold him. Um, if I had the trades available and I was in a position where I was uh, gunning for overall, I think I would pull the trigger. As you said, he gets yeah. a niggle every single week. Um, and, yeah, it just feels like one of these things that could drag out um, and we don't really have a time frame. But if you are like us or even if you just want to conserve trades, uh, if you're going for league or you are low on trades, maybe you've burnt through a few too many, I think uh, you can 
hold, and that will um, be a fine call as well. Uh, Chizo, one thing of note which I found a bit funny was uh, DeBoer's named on field opposite clearly Melbourne's most dangerous player, um, and that's Marty Hoare, Chizo. <laughs> Look, I would want to shut him down. He's been so good in the defence for Melbourne and for our supercoach this year. I, I, I would absolutely sending the uh, uh, the forward tag towards him. Um, I guess the last thing I should mention on Williams um, is the week after they played Adelaide Oval against uh, against Adelaide. Um, so you know, if there's any touch and go, at least we'll we'll see him not fly over. So. Um, that that's a, a one positive that I guess we could take out of it. Cornelio is obviously going to come back in pistol. I don't think there's any room to see Jackson Haitley coming in this week. I would be very surprised if Haitley came in. I'm pleasantly surprised, but uh, I do think Cornelio should be, if he's named um, and has flown over, I don't see why they wouldn't play him. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the St Kilda Saints and Carlton Blues, mate. Uh, extended benches, but there are a couple changes. We've got Nick Caulfield, Hunter Clark, Billy Longer, Ben Long, and Brandon White on the ins. Ben Patton has been managed. And Carlton side, we have Cade Simpson back, Pat Kerr, Alex Vasolo, Lockie Plowman, Matthew Kennedy, and David Cunningham. On the outs, we have Mark Murphy and Lockie O'Brien. And this is going to be uh, a bit of a shootout for our forward line rookies pistol because we've got um, the likes of Matt Parker named on the extended bench versus Will Setterfield named on the extended bench. Uh, it's it's one, of those, uh, one of those situations where I, I have to hope that they both play to, to keep my side from getting any donuts, mate. <laughs> I, I feel like the St Kilda side is going to be more set than the Carlton side. I think it might be a Ben Patton out and maybe maybe a Ben Long in for the Saints side and so the rest ben of the interchange ben. will be yeah Ben for Ben we'll just have uh, Dunstan Acres Long and Parker on the that's that's my guess on the Carlton side though you expect there to be mass changes after the pumping they received at the hands of GWS last week so really I wouldn't be surprised if there was you know four plus outs um, they look I don't know if Setterfield will get a game. Um, after his performance last week. Yeah, this this is going to be interesting to see how many people um, they end up cutting. But um, Stocker as well is named on that extended interchange and we saw Cade Simpson come in. So uh, he also might be on the chopping block, Chiso. Yeah, disappointing for our rookies. It's interesting that we usually see this kind of in the first five or six rounds of the the year and it's starting to happen as we get towards the buyers and everything's starting to get um, a little thinner. I think there's a few people hoping for the mid-season draft to to pick up some potential (laughs) potential trade-down options, but I just don't think that's going to be the case. Um, But, you know... We'll, we'll wait and see. Um, not a whole lot more to talk about in this game. So uh, yeah, I, I, I guess uh, John O'Marsh is also on the bubble this week, Pistol named across halfback. Yes, and there was news that Webster was going to be out until the bye as well. So they play the bye in the first of the bye round. So that's you know only a couple of weeks away. But um, you'd think Marsh probably holds in that side until then. The risky thing about getting him is Webster's meant to be back after the bye. So does he come back in at the expense of Marsh and Marsh doesn't actually play through the buys which is when you would need him um that's you know that's the tough part we were mentioning Robbie Young before named for his second game played really well against the Pies has Carlton this week so we're kind of just assuming that he's going to hold his spot because Saints are going to I guess get the job done on Carlton I kind of have a gut feeling that Carlton's going to win, but I didn't really want to verbalize that, but it's too late now. <laughs> it's, um, it's on the pod now. It's yeah, out in the open. It's completely out in the open. Um, but yes, hopefully 
for those that actually have to start Robbie Young on the field like myself, that he can manage to, to kick a few goals. Chizo, I did want to say, though, I did listen to the Monday podcast about you and JB agreeing about the time to trade Sam Walsh. And I did want to say that I disagreed uh, strongly, I should I say. I can't even remember what I said. What did I say? Uh, it, it, <laughs> what, it was, what was our position statement? <laughs> it was more that the time to trade out Zach Walsh was you know, last week slash this week. Um, before he dropped more cash, basically, because he was going to lose, you know, X That was before the money. carnage, eh? That, that was before, well before the carnage. Yeah, and so my opinion was well before <laughs> the carnage as well, that it was a stronghold. Um, I, I do think with the last buy um, and his run coming up where he plays St Kilda, Essendon, Brisbane, Bulldogs, and the bye, three of those games at Marvel um, Stadium, I think, uh, where he has scored... A season low of 89. Um, I think that it is a wise hold, and any money that he's lost in the last couple of weeks, he could make back up. And it's got a perfect buy around Chizo, so um, I think, uh, yeah, I think it would be wise to hold, especially now with all these other rookie carnage. Oh, yeah, no, you definitely can't trade him now. It's just more from a perspective if you're looking to capitalize on the cash he's made, because I, I can see where you're coming from. I just think that he's slowing up, and I don't see him regaining to the, the the point that he got to in in terms of his peak price. You're going to you're going to um, people people keep saying he's slowing but he's played Carlton and GWS. Um sorry, Carlton. He's played Collingwood and GWS, probably mm. two of the harder teams to score well against. He's put a 70 and an 80 and if that's his floor, um I'm going to say he's going to come out in the next 4 weeks and average 90 plus and uh I'm quite confident that, in that, Chizo. That's the over/under, is it? Yes, the over/under. All right, plus I'll, I'll take. I'll take. Weeks. I'll take those odds. What's on the table? Oh, we'll, we'll do. We'll do a the ten dollar council council bet. All right. So, uh, not, was it ninety point five and above, or eighty nine point five and above? No, it's ninety point zero. I'm sure he won't score that on the dot. You can you can have it. You can you can win on the case okay. in the case he, All right. he scores ninety right. on the I like, dot. I like this. I like this new pistol. This is this is really interesting. Um, Fremantle and the Lions will jump into that one, mate. Take us through it. All right. So on the Fremantle side, again extended benches. We've got Logue, McCarthy, Crowden, Banfield, and Bewley. Um, out goes Tavener. I'm not sure Bewley plays because again they didn't announce um, a debutant. So. I uh, don't have high hopes. Definitely not playing. He, keep, he keeps getting names on the extended bench and they don't give him a gig and I just want him to play so badly. He's so good. Um, on the Brisbane side, Hodge comes in as does Christensen, Robertson, Taylor, Ballenden and Archie Smith and out goes Berry and Reese Matheson. Um, yes, just looking at the outs and the ins, I'm... I'm going to take a guess that Hodge and Christensen come in um, and that's it looks likely it. that they're going to be the two yeah so Mitch Hinge is named on the extended interchange for them um, he was alright Chizo um, he's, he's been okay uh, I don't well I mean we'll have to wait until tomorrow to see if he actually gets named um, officially I should say I was going to say he's played one match he's just scored 56 and I think he did enough to hold his spot, but I'm not the coach, so we'll uh, have to wait and see. Answorth, though, um, did not score or play particularly well, but he's named on the field, Chizo, so that's good signs. That's something, isn't spot. it? That's something. It's the, well, I mean, we might be reading into it because we want it to be something so badly, um, but usually it's 
it's much rarer for a player on the field to be you know cut from the extended interchange rather than the people actually named on the extended interchange. Yeah, no, it does happen. I agree. Yeah. I, I certainly agree with that. Uh, I'm just going to early crow here, Pistol. That the uh, the the headline Monday morning will be another booing scandal because two people booed Lockie Neal after he, he goes back home for the first time. <laughs> uh, he will get booed. I don't doubt it at all. But I also <laughs> don't doubt that he's going to have a massive game. He's going to kill it. Like if he, they're real, they're going they're going to do something special. I, I can see it now. Um, yeah. Fife and Neil head to head is just going to be great. Oh, it's going to be so good to watch. Uh, yeah, there's certainly captain options um, in this one, Chizo. Yeah, it's got that kind of build up that I remember when Fife went against Dangerfield a few years ago, and they just went, you know, punch for punch like the the entire game. I just feel like this is I've got that kind of anticipation that this game is going to be similar. We're going to be watching those Supercoach scores and these guys just finding the ball um, left, right, and centre during the during the game. It's going to be really, really good to watch, mate. Oh, I can't wait. And Chizo, while we're speaking about captaincy options, I guess we can jump into captaincy options for this week um nice segue who has who have you got your eye on for that that vc and the the c option i think the obvious choice is Brody grundy because uh he's just becoming so dependable and you know his floor is not something it's not like we're going to see um you know a, a drastically sub ton it's going to be you know if he's underperforming we're looking at a 115 120 kind of score which you can um, take that yeah you, you can take that but in a, in a round like this you you may not want to um so if you have um grundy he's going to be the obvious selection we've also got the dogs playing early so uh jack mccray uh coming back into a little bit of form after his down month looks like a a potential option uh as well as a vc um He's not been as good as he was last year, but I still think he's going to be dependable for a 120-plus score. Yep. I mean, there's there's actually a lot a lot of options this week. Obviously, uh, Tim Kelly, no danger field. Um, it's playing Gold Coast. Uh, you've even got, I guess, it depends if you have um, some of these players out near the ends, like the, I guess, the Williams, um, who plays on Sunday, is out, so you can use more captaincy options than you probably thought you could um, at the beginning of the round, Chizo. Um, mm. But, sorry, I'm at vice captaincies, but the the captaincy side, I would certainly stick towards the Fife and the Neil options. I'm, I'm very interested in Fife. I'm also very interested in Neil and also interested in them as captaincy options. Um, Cripps, Chizo, um, there's probably a, there's a, a bounce There's a lot of back. good late players, isn't there? Yes, probably a good bounce back, uh, you'd imagine, this week against Saints. Yeah, you'd hope so. I don't think they're they're going to be able to nullify him. They they do have Steele that does a bit more of a run with, but I just don't think he has the stopping power of what De Boer does in a, a blanketing role. Yes, no, I agree to that. But it, it is funny though because we've had a couple of terrible Sundays uh, this season where you're just tracking well the whole week. You build up to your Sunday, you're excited, you sit down and watch a footy, and you just watch your entire team. Um, turn turn around and you end up with a, a poor score but seeing all these primos playing in games where they should go massive we're, we're in for either a, a great sunday or a, a, just a whole week of disappointment 
Well, it's, it's conversely to last week. Last week we had one or two premiums and like 10 rookies to play, whereas this week, uh, just going through some captaincy options, obviously um, Grundy and McRae were my VCs. Um, I didn't really specify that very well. Uh, but on the Sunday, you've got Gorn, you've got Josh Kelly, uh, you've got Cripps, you've got Fife, you've got Neil. And if you've got a midfield um, of those players, you could be just shooting up the leaderboard uh, come Sunday after only having about four premiums play up until that point. Yeah, all my premiums are on the bench, Chizo, so I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here. Um, all right, mate. That pretty much wraps up all the uh, the teams this week. Um, a lot of carnage. We've just got to kind of, uh, you know, trust our gut and just kind of hold firm and not do anything crazy. And um, I, I guess I'll just get you to... Um, just talk about some of the DPP options, common DPP options that you might have um, throughout your side that uh, you, you could be looking at to, um, uh, you know, move some players around. Maybe you've got Dersman to chuck into, a, a, you know, your midfield or something just to, to, to help cover and stop the bleeding. Yeah, I think people need to just kind of look at your team, see if you're going to cop a donut or not, and then look where your DPPs are. It's very simple, but during the panic, a lot of people just don't see um, those options that are available. If you have, you know, um, Riley O'Brien and you've got Bynes in your forward line, if you're trading Riley O'Brien out, you know, Bynes goes into your ruck line, you might have a Burgess or a Moore in your back line that you can then put into your your forward line, and you're trading Riley O'Brien straight to a Whitfield in one trade, or your... Or your um, you've, got a someone like Willem Drew in your midfield and you're putting him in the forward line, trading Riley O'Brien to a midfielder or you free up a midfield slot and you're putting an Answorth from your back line into your midfield to cover that. You, just, you As long as you only have two players out on your field, there should be a way using DPP that you won't get a donut. Um, you can, unless, yeah, unless you have, you know, four, three, four, five zeros um there's almost always a way that you can avoid it you just need to just it's like a puzzle cheese you just need to sit down and you need to work through the dpps it's like a sliding puzzle you move one here one there and uh yeah just look carefully and, and try your best to figure it out and it's one of those things that you do have to compromise i know it feels wrong to be sliding someone uh, you know maybe like a setter field into your your midfield um, that you've got to play at M8 this week, you know, something like that. You just kind of have to suck it up, grin and bear it, because in the long term, um, that is going to help, uh, you know, cover that zero. And, and the more kind of swings that you open up, uh, it actually helps you down the line because if you've got someone like a Dersma that's now sitting in your midfield, as soon as you want to trade out like a Marty Hora or a Scrimshaw, uh, someone down the line, you slide him back, you might find a midfield rookie like a Hatley that's come in for their third game that week. So um, but just keep your eyes open. We've seen a lot of players lose to VC loopholes, emergency uh, issues, end up donating because they forgot to put the, you know, this and that. There's going to be someone this week that is going to be halfway through the round and then have that epiphany that they could have just done a little DPP switch and saved themselves from a donut. I guarantee it's going to happen. Yep, it definitely will. And I think it's probably underrated. If, if people have Answorth and Lockhart in their back line, maybe even Dersma as well, just trying to get one of them into your midfield before the buy. They both have the same um, round 13 buy. So if you can kind of split them up where one's in your midfield and one's in your back line, it just takes a little bit of pressure off. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's def- super valuable. Definitely, you know, keep in mind the buyers as well when you're trading in the next couple of weeks. You need to do a little count and see how many that you have each week. Obviously, you want to have at least 18 um, every week. So, uh, yeah, obviously, you don't need 18 right now, um, but you need to factor that into your, your trades, Chizo. 
Yeah, no, I agree with that. Hey, Pistol, that pretty much covers all the important news that we do want to talk about. It's been fantastic having you on. Why don't you take the lovely listeners through where they can find us during the week? Uh, you can find myself at pistol underscore drsc on Twitter. You can then find JB at jb underscore drsc. And you can find your lovely self at cheeso with a z underscore drsc. Don't actually type in cheeso with a z. It's just <laughs> yeah, all one Chizo. word, Chizo with a Z. Do you reckon that's why you have slightly less followers than us? Is you it know what? I think that possibly is, or it could just possibly be you're the two best on the podcast. No, I think it's because we always say Chizo <laughs> with a Z, and whoever that person is, uh, they're, they're... I, have, I can't I look it up and they right have now, like but... 3,000 followers. I'm like, aha! <laughs> that's, that's what's happening. <laughs> um, otherwise, thank you very much uh, for tuning in, community. Yeah, thanks, guys. If you do enjoy the podcast, feel free to leave us a rating on any platform that you do listen. It certainly helps get our brand out there and find more listeners. We'll hope you have a fantastic week and that you can ride out the carnage. Hopefully not too many Donate for Donuts that we see on Monday morning at the Cancer Cancel donation. Fingers crossed, community. Good luck, and we'll see you on the Monday podcast. 